0: Y'all, you don't even know what's coming in this episode. Normally, we record afternoon, night. Today, we're recording in the morning. And some this m- early is, morning. This is different. Well, not really early, but it's it's different. Early right for now. some of
1: us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talent's like this is what's three early. Hours after what's my early for
2: you guys? Do I dare say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not with talent. Talent's like I slept in six a.m. <laughs>
3: Literally, I bet though. Was it? No, Was really it that way. though. <laughs>
1: Welcome to This Is Kingdom, this is Grace,
0: this is Talon, this is TJ, and this is Hollis. And this week, we'll be talking about the power of Jesus Christ in our lives every day by Elder Joaquin E. Costa. Ooh,
2: Elder Costa is so good. Can I tell a little tender story about Elder Costa, actually? I was able to interpret talks into Thai this last general conference, and I was assigned Elder Costa's talk, and I love him. And I feel like when you get to interpret someone's talk, you just have this, like, special bond with him, you know? I
0: feel that same way, yeah.
2: yeah All the times absolutely. I've
1: done that, I feel the same <laughs> am <same way. laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah.
2: Thanks for relating
1: oh. to me. How does that even work? Do you, is it a, f- a little freestyle up there?
2: Uh, no, that'd be crazy. They give you the text yeah. actually yeah, a, couple <laughs> a couple days beforehand. A couple days beforehand translated. So you're just like reading as they're speaking.
1: It's already translated. You it's don't already do
2: translated. But what's crazy about it you is you could say this, anything you want. I could say anything I want and all the people in town <laughs> be like, whoa. <laughs> but what's crazy, they have everyone's like words per minute, like how fast they speak up there. And some people speak really, really fast. But Russell Nelson speaks at 80 words per minute, just oh, a little I was wondering FYI that. for all of you. And now we know. <laughs> but in this talk, Elder Costa really emphasizes how we can increase the power of Christ in our everyday lives. And he drops actually just so many words of wisdom here. But one I really want to focus on is one where he talks about transactional relationships and our relationship with God. He says right here that one of the mistakes we often make is to think that keeping covenants or the promises we make to God, is somehow a transaction we make with Him. I obey. He protects me from anything bad. I pay my tithing. I never lose my job. Or the fire will not burn down my house. But when things don't go as we expected, we cry to the Lord, carest thou not that I perish? And I feel like we can relate a lot to that. It's like, oh, if I do this, then God's going to give this to me. But then He drops this, which I love. He says, our covenants are not merely transactional. They are transformational. And I love that. I feel like what really helped me understand this line and this talk is actually teaching in Buddhism that I really like. And I thought of it while I was interpreting this talk. you say in Buddhism? Yes.
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh.
2: And I think it's so cool. It's when he's talking or this teaching is about the phrase, I like you and I love you. And what actually happens in this phrase or in this story is Buddha's asked, hey, what is the difference between I like you and that I love you? And he says, he compares it to a flower. And I was like, oh, I love flowers. Like one day I want to have a greenhouse in my backyard. But anyways, he says, when you like a flower, you simply pluck it. But when you love a flower, you will water it and nurture it every day. And I love that in the terms of our relationship with Christ. It's like, what am I plucking out of my relationship with Christ that I like? Are there things that I only like and that are convenient for me? It's like, oh, I'm going to pluck that and that and that because it's easy for me. It's convenient for me. I'm going to get that because if I do this, I know God will give me this. Or am I nurturing my relationship with Christ where I am with him through the good and the bad? I'm not simply plucking things I like, but because I love him, these things I know I'm going to do because it will bless my life because I know God's got my back. And I think there comes a time in all of our lives where we have to ask ourselves and reflect, am I liking the relationship I have with Christ and picking and choosing what I want? Or am I actually loving Him and knowing that no matter what happens in my life, I know that I'm doing this because I trust Him. And then it's not that transactional relationship that Elder Costa is talking about, but it's a transformational relationship where I'm doing these things because I want to strengthen my roots with Christ.
3: I like that, strengthening my roots with Christ. That's tight.
2: Yeah, so I just think it's really interesting of how we can always do that. And we find that in society a lot today as well. It's like, oh, what am I plucking out of my relationship? I feel like it's a lot with instant gratification as well. It's like, oh, especially in a relationship with someone. I feel like we see this in society all the time. We see it in our dopamine hits. We see it with pornography. We're doing these things or seeing these things that provide a lot of instant gratification. When in reality, we need the more of the connection, more of the commitment in our relationships with people around us and with God.
1: That's so interesting to me because I think there's something to be said about the fact that like if you pick a flower, like that actually is happy. Like I love having flowers in my house. Like that's my favorite thing. Anytime I go to Trader Joe's, I'm going to buy flowers. Like I love it. And it's not to be said that good things don't come out like liking your relationship with Jesus. Does that make sense? Like, that's Mm. really tempting. That's like a really good thing. And that, like, it's going to last on your table for like a week and you're going to look at it and you're going to love it and you're going to be so happy. But then what? And I think it's so interesting to think about like a relationship with Jesus and be like, yes, like, what am I taking that I'm just like, yeah, like I'm going to church to meet people. And I like to pray because I need this. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say a few prayers because I'm really desperate for this right now great. Like, that's so awesome that you're going to church. That's so great that you're praying. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's not even me being sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, like, awesome. But what if you're missing out on an entire garden? And what if you're missing out on the chance to like walk in somewhere and be like, oh, this is actually going to last a while. This is going to be something that's meaningful. That even like when a flower dies, you're reassured that it's going to come back in a year. And I think that's something powerful to realize with Jesus. That it's like, oh, no, wait a second. Like, actually, this can be long lasting. That's the purpose of covenants is actually that it can be long lasting. It can be meaningful for longer, which is cool, I think,
3: yeah, I love that God, his goal for us is transformation and not just transaction because I just thought of two different ideas. I'm gonna stay with this one like if we have <laughs> like when you think of like a boss like you think of like a boss in your job, especially like a high school job, it's like the boss wants you to have faith and works, but His goal, his end goal is like to make more money, you know what I mean? Or to grow. And the high schooler has a pretty good time in that job anyway, and you learn things and it's awesome. But it's so cool to, when we separate God from that transactional boss to like our father who like wants us to transform. And we realize like he wants faith and works, but not just so that he could get things done or that he could have more people in heaven or so that his kingdom can get bigger, but that he's trying to like transform us. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to change our heart. And that's what happens when we have the flower and we love it, and we let it grow. We're not just plucking it and and deciding, oh, okay, I've waited this much. how what can I pluck but we're now we're like we're just growing the flower and loving it and just seeing it grow into everything that it can become.
0: What does that look like? I love this analogy, but what does that actually look like in your relationship with God for it not to be transactional, but for it to be a loving relationship?
1: I'm really intrigued right now with this idea that Hollis brought up because. Most of the time, Jesus is the gardener, and that's true. But this is like kind of thrilling to me, not because I'm trying to become Jesus, but because there's something beautiful about us being the gardener. Like it's just like changing. I've never thought about my relationship with Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say right now. I've never thought about my relationship You've like never Jesus. Thought about
0: your relationship <laughs> like with Jesus. this? Oh wow! Like this. Wow. Like this. <laughs> I was like, that's the most untrue statement Grace has ever <laughs> yeah, that's
1: said. So true. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting to me to think about this and be like, okay. If I just buy something at the store, like a flower from Trader Joe's to put on my desk, I'm only going to think about that flower when I walk in my house and see it. Like, I'm not going to be like driving on the freeway and be like, oh, I wonder how my flowers are doing because I'm going to forget about them. But if I am a gardener, I actually am going to spend a lot of time thinking about my garden. I'm going to think about what I can do for it more. I'm going to put in work for my garden. I'm going to check on it probably multiple times a day. I'm going to research it. I'm going to figure this out. And it's interesting because I actually think that's the change for me with my relationship with Jesus. And I actually think that's what has transformed my relationship with Jesus anyways, is I think a lot of the times it was the type of thing that I would think about Jesus the same way I would if I just like bought a flower and put it on my table that like, yeah, if I show up at church, I'm going to be thinking about Jesus. If I see Jesus answer a prayer, I'm going to be thinking about Jesus. Like, that's great. Like, I'm super stoked. I loved when Jesus shows up in my story. And the difference is when you're the gardener, you're forming your life around Jesus. Then all of a sudden, when you're not at church, you're still thinking about what you can do to be close to him. You're actually like putting in work to know about him. You're doing the research that it takes to be like, no, I actually want to figure this out. I'm going to think about this when I drive because I want to take care of this relationship. That's so different. And actually someone that just buys flowers isn't transformed by looking at these flowers, but someone that's a gardener actually walks away at the end of every single season different because they put in work.
3: Can I build on this and something kind of like practical for me? Like if I was a gardener, I would need to have a schedule. I would need to have plans, I would need to have specific habits to help me remember to be a gardener because Mm. I don't always feel like, I just know my personality, I wouldn't always feel like being a gardener. And I I don't think I always feel like making time for my scriptures or or listening to Christian music or going to the temple or all these things. I need to plan them in. And so I think if we're kind of the how-to talent for me is like, if I'm going to focus on loving this flower and building and growing my relationship with Christ. I need to have specific triggers and specific habits and specific plans into my schedule so that I don't miss out. Mm-hmm. Because I think once you get immersed in it enough, then you start to remember, oh, yeah, this is how I feel when I do this. But until you make it kind of not, I don't want to say like strict, but until you like really plan those habits in and, and execute, I feel like that will get you started, get you some momentum in growing that flower. So interesting. Something that.
0: Really hit me reading this talk. And both of you have been talking about it. Like it's easy to forget and we have to be intentional about remembering. I feel like we always hear we need to remember him. And the scriptures say it a million times, like remember him, remember him, remember him. And for some reason, I think I used to, I used to think he wanted us to remember him so he'd feel good. You know, like it's nice to that's be what remembered. We, yeah, that's what we do. We yeah, want to yeah. be remembered because it feels good. But what this talk made me realize is remembering him isn't so he feels good. Remembering him is to inspire us. Like the more you remember stories about him and things that he's done and things that he said, that's going to inspire the way that you live. It's going to affect your daily habits, your daily actions. It's going to affect how you handle certain situations. And yeah, I'm sure like he likes to be remembered, but I don't think that's actually his goal. I think what he wants us to know is the more you remember me in your stress, in your conflict, just in your daily life, you will be inspired and then you will be transformed. And with remembering him
2: as... We know that Christ is the gardener of our lives, but Christ wants us to become like Him. I love how Christ mirrors His life, how we want to live our lives as well. Like He wants us to become the gardeners, back to what Grace was saying. And when we can become those gardeners, it's changing and upping our game from liking Him to loving Him. And liking is not a bad thing, like we talked about. But when we're transformed, we have this deep love for Him. I feel like sometimes liking something can be easy and convenient, But loving something, like TJ said, priorities, there's a schedule, it's consistent. Liking something sometimes keeps us the same. But when we love something, that's when we grow. And that's when we're transformed. That's what Elder Costa is talking about. So next time you see maybe a flower somewhere, I think it's great to acknowledge its beauty. It's great to pick at it. But when we want to level up our relationship with Christ, that's when we start loving him. And that's when we can sense our relationship with him being transformed. This is Hall's favorite song?
3: Oh Lord my God when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands had made I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder thy power throughout the universe display. Grow that flower.
1: See you next week.